Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. Thank you so much for joining me for another week talking wrestling. We love it, don't we? I mean, uh, this is the third or fourth intro that I've tried with uh, with messing it up. So hopefully this one sticks. You know, hopefully I didn't jinx it there. Hopefully we can keep going. But like I said, thank you for joining me. It's been a fantastic week in the uh, world of wrestling. Lots of big news happening. Lots going on. I mean, CM Punk returning. Everyone was going going crazy for that. I was going crazy for that, you know. You had Brock Lesnar coming back. Becky Lynch coming back. I mean, out of the three, I'm sure you're a fan of one of them. So, I mean, got to be stoked for that. On top of that, you had, you know, local stuff. CWE going out west running their shows you know putting on performances for all the all the fans out there you know you love to see that but this week this week we're going to kick it off with some local stuff first we're going to after that we'll we'll fast forward into some into some other stuff and uh we'll just uh we'll go with the flow today you know like i'm happy to be here it's been a little bit of a day but uh but we're we're going strong so let's start off with the big stuff you know this saturday August 28th, CWE's iPay-Per-View, Cruel Summer, coming from the Lilac Resort. I mean, it's 12 bucks to rent. That's cheap as borscht. You can't go wrong for that price. You know, we're going to run down the card, and it's looking like a fantastic card. So you know what? Maybe maybe skip the Starbucks this weekend. Rent the pay-per-view instead. I can promise you, you will get more enjoyment out of that pay-per-view than anything else you could you could use that money for so go ahead and just order it now you know check out the facebook page for more information cwa facebook they have all the information on there but nonetheless we're running down the card a strap match we got kevin collins facing off against josh cheeks holiday when's the last time you saw a strap match that was good you know last one i saw on tv average at best this one they're gonna knock it out of the park so we got that we got Bobby and Brendan Collins facing off against the Degenerates, Tyler James, and friend of the show Roy Dragneal. It's bound to be some fantastic tag team action. We've got Mentolo facing off with Sammy Peppers. You heard Sammy last week on the show. He was hyping this up, and you know what? I'm stoked for this. I have a feeling that uh, they're absolutely going to deliver. You know Mentolo brings it every time he steps foot, and Sammy's hungry. He's 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 got it. He's going to bring his A game, and I am fucking stoked for him. It's going to be a great match. Can't wait. We've got a steel chain match: Adrian Burton versus Kevin O'Doyle. O'Doyle rules. You know it. I know it. This one should be a good one. After that, CWE Hardcore Championship. We have Winnipeg wrestling legend EZ Rider. Facing off against the champion, Mike Mission. You know what? That should be a dandy. A dandy, I say. And CWE championship match. Kevy Chevy facing off with Danny Duggan, the champion. You know what? You cannot go wrong. 12 bucks, you're getting some fantastic action. Check out their Facebook page. Check out their website, CWE. You know what? 
it is going to be great. Don't miss out. And you know what? On top of that, the following week, September 3rd, from Rookies, they're going to be live in Winnipeg, some live wrestling action. You know what? I bought my ticket yesterday. I'm going to be there in person. I am so stoked to go check it out. I cannot wait. I'm not too sure what is announced for the cards yet or if you know we'll find out more after the pay-per-view but needless to say i'm very excited should be a good one that's september 3rd september 4th they're heading out to morden you know morden manitoba can't go wrong got the corn and apple fest if you can't make it into winnipeg maybe you want to go to morden check it out needless to say they're covering all their bases winnipeg get ready live wrestling is coming back it is here and you know what Pick up your tickets now. CWE tickets. Grab one for rookies. Should be great. Order the iPay-Per-View. CWE is bringing it right to you. They're going to deliver like they always do. So definitely check it out. Now, on top of that, one of my absolute favorite, favorite promotions, Time Bomb Pro Wrestling. They just announced their next show. All right. Are you ready for it? Time Bomb Pro presents Bloodshed Rain. Fuck, what a great name. Saturday, September 25th, Part Wolf, Minneapolis. Tickets, timebombpro.com. If there's any still available. I know that they uh, they said that they were moving fast, and I am not surprised because with the matches they've announced, holy shit, is it going to be great. There's uh, three announced so far from what I gather. We've got Damon Spriggle facing off against Jordan. Damon is a time bomb staple, you know, and he is he always delivers. So, uh, I mean, the first time I saw him was at the against uh, Matthew Justice a few uh, few months back, and that was a great matchup. So, you know what? I can only imagine what uh, he's got in store for Jordan. We have a death match. Orin Vite facing off with friend of the show, one of my favorites, Badger Briggs. You know what? Those two are just going to knock it right out of the park. I am so stoked for that. If the uh, if the border is open, which I highly doubt it is, because it seems like they do not want my my Canadian self down there to check this out. But uh, if it was open, this would be the one that I was most stoked for. Or invite Badger Briggs deathmatch. Can't wait. And this this one should be a fucking dandy. Let's just say that we have. The Carver of Cutter's Alley facing off against Effie. The host of Effie's Big Gay Brunch, Effie and Carver, one-on-one. Holy shit, is that going to be great. Check out Time Bomb Pro, their Twitter. Check it out, timebombpro.com. There will be more information on there. You know what? Time Bomb is doing some fantastic stuff. I'm very stoked to see what they... Uh, what they keep delivering, what they're bringing to the table, because you know what? They're they're knocking it out of the park every single time. They are putting on a hell of a show. Everyone involved is doing a fantastic job. So if you can make it, go to the show, check it out, support Time Bomb, support local wrestling, you know, whether it's CWE, whether it's one of the other Winnipeg promotions, when they start announcing shows, PCW, WPW, WrestleMax, any of them, whether it's Time Bomb Pro down there, other promotions go check it out support your local wrestling but you know what these two are announced shows make sure you grab tickets for them go out your way definitely check it out
now let's move on to uh, let's move on to some other stuff. We've got uh, you know a little AEW Dynamite review to uh, just get things flowing. But uh, you know what? Before we touch on that, let's let's be honest. The big news in the wrestling world was uh, last Friday, AEW Rampage, the first dance, CM Punk's return. And I mean, I think um, as someone who definitely checked out wrestling for a few years and what I've mentioned before, what got me back into it was the pipe bomb. You know, CM Punk, you heard uh, people talking about it and then that uh, that got me checking it out right away. I remember YouTubing it and seeing what it was all about, you know, or... I think I found an illegal stream of it to finish watching it, but the next day, YouTubing, going back, rewatching it, and just being blown away at what he was talking about, you know, and everything about that—the build-up to uh, to the match at Money in the Bank against John Cena, and the promos leading up to it, and then even afterwards when he won the title, his contract's up, and you see him. Where's he going to do? What's he going to do? You know, showing up at Comic Con and doing all that kind of stuff. And then him coming back with the title after they just crowned a new one. You know, Cult of Personality hits, out he comes and everyone, Cult of Personality hits, the sirens are going by because it's a fire truck. This podcast is just too hot to handle. They've, they've come to put it out. That was a terrible, terrible joke. I'm sorry. Um, so, you know, Cult of Personality hits, nobody knows what's going on. CM Punk comes out and it's, you know, just the summer of punk all over again. And then, you know, everything happened with him in New York and he does his own thing. And I mean, that's commendable because he was tired. He was broken down. He needed that time away. But I would be lying if I, you know, didn't say that when on this past Friday, Rampage, when you hear the crowd going nuts, it's coming from Chicago. So, I mean, they were... They were going nuts and everybody knew what to expect, but we've been so conditioned to expect a swerve or expect something else and not delivering. I mean, I know they didn't promise anything, but it was almost a given that that's what they were getting at. So with being conditioned to expect the worst, I mean, you're waiting for waiting to be let down yet again. But everything about that moment from the intros from the announcers and the way Jim Ross spoke about it, his cadence, the way they built it up and just letting the crowd take over and the chance for CM Punk, they were going nuts. Like you felt like you were right there. Like I had goosebumps running up and down my arms. And then the static from the theme hits and cult of personality kicks in and you're, you're sitting there watching this and you're like, Holy shit, this is actually happening. And he walks out and I mean, the crowd goes from a 10 to a 20, like just off the charts. And you're watching this and it's almost like you can't believe it's actually happening, that you're witnessing it. And he walks out and he just embraces everything. And I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't admit that I got a little misty eyed when you're watching that. Like I'm sitting at the edge of my seat and he's walking out and he does the, you know, gets down and does the, it's clobbering time. He's walking down the ramp and he sees the sign if you know if uh punk's not here we ride and hugs that guy and then turns to his right and jumps and crowd surfs you know and he makes his way down to ring and 
dumped to ringside and he's, you know, high-fiving with fans and he's taking it all in. And I mean, it looked like he was going to cry himself just with the emotions running through him. And I think when they went to commercial before he spoke, it was a solid seven minutes of the Rampage intro and then the crowd and CM Punk. And you're watching it and it's just, it's a moment that you're never going to forget. And I think that uh, nowadays, you know, there's always big moments in wrestling, but that was something that it stood out. And like I said, you're not going to forget it. It's it's ingrained. And I mean, I think it's one of the, the biggest crowd reactions in wrestling, the way that they went and his promo afterwards and just the way he spoke. And I mean, obviously he had his points he was going to hit, you know, about how he's, you know, the Darby Allen match it all out, you know, which should be a fantastic match. But speaking about why he's back and the the talent, the young talent in the back that's hungry and he wants to see if he can measure. And everything about that promo was just, it was surreal. And you, you know what? I watched it again after Rampage ended. I watched it the next day because it, it almost doesn't seem like real life, you know, like... I don't think I ever imagined CM Punk stepping foot in a wrestling ring again. Obviously, I mean, things change, but he seemed quite content doing what he was doing. And I mean, all the power to him. But when he did go out there and you see how happy he was, the reaction. And it seemed like even though he was just debuting, it seemed like he was home where he was able to be a part of something that appreciates him and something that he can get excited for instead of just, you know, the monotony and not being happy. It genuinely seemed like he was very content that he's excited for the future. And I mean, I think I speak for everyone listening or, you know, you know, who's, a fan of his when I say that, you know, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table, the matchups, you know, because he's mentioned, you know, wrestlers he wants to face off with. And I mean, they're all, you know, different wrestlers. And I mean, I'm stoked for each and every matchup. So all of them should be great. And it's really nice to be, um, I don't want to say not let down, but it's nice to have something come to fruition like that and to to just not a sense of relief but it's like you know what it's the the company there's no bait and switch there's no swerves it's you know what here we go and they delivered and it was a fantastic moment I'm like I said I'm very excited for the future I'm excited for All Out and him and Darby Allen and I'm excited post that what the uh, what his AEW run is going to entail. So needless to say, what did you think about CM Punk? You know, were you uh, were you excited about the the debut? Were, were you let down? Was there something you wanted more from it? Hit me up and let me know at GrainmakerPodcast Pod, Grain at gmail.com. I want to know what you thought about it all. So I can imagine that you were excited, but you never know. So hit me up, let me know what you thought. Now, we're going to now jump into the Dynamite review. It was a 
it was a, a show that you could definitely tell they were just building towards the pay-per-view, building towards the future, or future shows more. Uh, there weren't those big standout matches, you know, the tag team Cracker Jack that usually kicks it off. We didn't get any of that, but we did get some good moments, some good segments, and we'll we'll run down the show run down the show right now. So things kicked off. We had Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy, you know. One thing I will always give AEW credit for is the paying for the theme songs. You know, having that Pixie song for Orange Cassidy, it's it's fantastic. It just fits everything perfectly, you know. I think personally I like the Not a Surf cover better, but that's just me, you know. I'm stubborn like that. And I I have to mention, you know, Trent is out injured. It's nice to see Wheeler Yuta still with the group, um, getting those moments on Dynamite. I do hope that he uh, he does get signed, but uh, until then, he's still putting on fantastic matches with uh, IWTV. Him and Daniel Garcia, I, I tweeted it out. The hour-long match they had was fantastic. They both delivered, so I mean... It's kind of nice seeing that uh, he's getting a chance on Dynamite, that Garcia's getting a chance on there too. You know, it's it's so easy just for a promoter to just go and grab the, the big names that are out there. But for him to, for Tony Khan to go out there and be like, you know what, Wheeler, Utah, Daniel Garcia, those guys, bringing them on, showcasing what they can do, you know, like he definitely has an eye for talent. So it's very nice to see. So... Both guys, they uh, definitely played to the crowd just to start off. Uh, Cassidy and Hardy doing the uh, their shticks, you know. Hardy's delete, Cassidy putting his hands in his pockets. So, um, Orange Cassidy goes for a tope suicida, like almost right off the bat to the outside. Matt Hardy catches him, hits the side effect. I think it's called her sidewinder. Um, back inside, Matt Hardy hit about three of those side suplexes like the belly to uh belly to back suplexes that were it was the old Shawn michaels finishing move from the royal rumble video game for super nintendo that's what i always associated with so um there he's just wearing down oc building to the orange cassidy comeback matt hardy cuts it off hits the uh splash mountain on orange cassidy which is almost like a razor's edge but drops him into a powerbomb it's a really cool looking move and it's something you don't see often. So I think that also adds to it. Um, so Cassidy finally hits the Tope Suicida back in the ring, hits a huge crossbody off the top row, busts open Matt Hardy. He's gushing blood, then hits a tilt world DDT two count. The camera then shows Matt and the blood is just gushing down his face. So uh, OC or in my notes, I have OC written down because I got too tired of writing down Orange Cassidy. Uh, Cassidy hits a senton from the top rope onto Matt Hardy, you know, channeling his inner Hardy like he was from Cameron, North Carolina. Um, Cassidy counters a... Matt's going for a twist of fate. Orange Cassidy counters, hits his own twist of fate, two count. Matt then goes for the leech, his submission finisher, finisher, Cassidy rolls it up and kind of locks in his legs, hands in his pocket, gets a three count. It was a a surprising, uh, surprising victory about the outcome, but just, you know, it came out of nowhere. So this was an all right match, but I'm not huge on Matt getting such a, you know, big focus of the shows. Um, 
he just doesn't do a lot for me but i do understand why people are a fan of him it's just his own personal preference but it was an all right match you know after that we had a malachi black promo basically him just hyping up the main event versus brock anderson and you know it's it is what it is there wasn't much to it so one thing with tony khan is doing for letting the wrestlers in AEW do is giving them a lot of creative freedom you know like everything that malachi black's doing with his character the vignettes 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 all that sort of stuff so it's kind of interesting to see uh after that we get another promo this time chris jericho promo uh he said that basically everyone the past week has been celebrating what's going on except for him because of his loss to mjf he's always strived to stay ahead of uh stay ahead do what it takes and then you know basically he's run into the issues with mjf so he said he's always going to keep going for mjf and he proposes one more match at all out this time with a stipulation that if he cannot win he will never wrestle for aew again he would do commentating on rampage maybe the odd dynamite but never step foot in the ring this brings mjf out and basically says you know if jericho wanted to stay relevant that he needed the rub from mjf he says that you know he tapped out chris jericho that was cool but to end his career would be legendary legendary sorry so at all out we're getting jericho versus mjf jericho loses he's done wrestling for AEW. do i think he's gonna lose not a chance we get a varsity blondes promo backstage leading up to varsity blondes versus lucha brothers the winners go on to face jungle express at rampage the winners of that match get the cage match against the young bucks at all out the lucha brothers are absolutely over the crowd fucking loved them it was fantastic to see young bucks come out to watch the match from the ramp uh, there was a couple huge exchanges between Garrison and Phoenix, almost one-upping each other in the ring, you know, kip-ups and all that. Um, Penta gets into the ring against Brian Pillman, does the Sierra Miedo, and the crowd loves it. I love that spot too. I, I think it's a great spot, especially when he just shoves his hand in the guy's face, just embarrassing the guy. So Penta hit a huge super kick on huge super kick on pillman pillman comes back hits a huge super kick on penta they're going back and forth um the exchanges for this you know just trying to one-up each other i really liked this beginning to the match i thought it's uh it could have set the tone um i'll get more into that later on and it was one of the things i didn't like about the match or i won't say didn't like but it's just something i noticed so uh, there was a little bit of sloppiness on in, in the match from the uh, Varsity Blondes. Phoenix hit a huge springboard springboard dropkick, followed by a rolling cutter. They hit stereo super kicks to the uh, Varsity Blondes on the outside. Then you get a Tope Con Hero from Phoenix. Phoenix is lights out. I think that he's one of the top five wrestlers on the planet because he he's just absolutely incredible his moves he's delivers a five-star classic every time you know he's words honestly cannot put into i cannot begin to describe how 
great he is in the ring. So that was just a ramble and a half right there. So the uh, Lucha Bros end up getting the win after an assisted package pile driver. Phoenix helps out on that. Post-match, Jurassic Express, who are sitting at ringside, they get into the ring. They go to shake hands with the Lucha Bros. Young Bucks sort of saunter on down. The Lucha Bros had turned their backs. The Bucks pushed Jurassic Express into them to try to make it seem like they had attacked them. Everyone is onto the uh, shenanigans, so they all sort of just beat down on the Young Bucks, just setting up the uh, setting up the match for Rampage, which should be a fantastic match. I know I'm not going to give any spoilers on here, but I I know who won. I heard the people raving about it, and they were saying like a four and a half star match. You know, star ratings are all you know whatever. It's you know your own opinion. So, but. Uh, I have no doubt that those two teams absolutely delivered. So After that, we had an Andrade promo. Uh, I like Andrade, but I need something more from him. Like, you compare him to Malachi Black, who both debuted in the past little bit, and Black is night and day, like, heads above Andrade for what he's brought to the table so far. So I'm hoping... Andrade and Pack at All Out is his coming out party, and uh, we see what Andrade can really do. Next up was Jamie Hayter versus Red Velvet. Um, this is Hayter's first match in AEW in like over a year and a half, I think. She had wrestled a little bit before the pandemic. So one thing I did like about this is it's different competitors from the women's division getting a chance to chance to show what they can do instead of just you know. The usual, the core group. So it's nice to see Hater getting a, a chance. You know, Red Velvet's getting a chance to prove herself. And uh, this match, it did. There were a few moments, but a lot of it did seem to fall apart throughout, which is unfortunate. But uh, Velvet did hit two huge uh, tope suicidas to Jamie Hater and just dropped her right down, which the fall or the impact just looked intense but that was really cool these two they traded shots back and forth and it did sort of fall apart like i said um red velvet hit a, a cazador into a face buster jamie hater hits a huge backbreaker clothesline a huge clothesline it was like bradshaw's old clothesline from hell just took velvet's head right off uh, hits the clothesline gets the win Post-match, all three of them are beaten down Chris, uh, beaten down Red Velvet. Chris Statlander makes a save, basically just furthering the uh, promo or, yeah, the feud with uh, Britt Baker, and we're going to get that match at All Out. So All Out is definitely taking shape. So After that, we get a Dark Order promo, and they're j- basically just talking about how Hangman wanted to do stuff himself, told them to stay back, and Dark Order sort of dividing right now. You have, you know, on one side, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. The other side, you have Evil Uno, Stu Grace, and Colt Cabana. Angels and Ten are kind of caught in the middle. I mean, Silver and Reynolds, they want to help uh, Hangman. Uno and Stu are like, no, let them do their own thing. And it's sort of, uh, it's creating a divide amongst Dark Order, so... It'll be interesting to see if they do break off uh, Dark Order and you have Silver and Reynolds go their own way. Um, There is a lot of potential with that tag team. 
I don't think we ever see them holding a major title, but I think you they've shown that they can deliver in matches. And to me, that means just as much as a championship reign. So after that, we got the heavily hyped up CM Punk promo on Dynamite, his first appearance on Dynamite. So crowd is going absolutely nuts, uh, like they will for every appearance that he has from now until he stops wrestling because the crowd just loves CM Punk. And I don't blame them. I do too. One thing I notice when he does his kneeling thing before he does this clobbering time is I, I see him kneel down and all I can think to myself is if that was me, both my knees would be cracking as soon as I stood up from that. Um, his smile is infectious when he walks out. You can tell he really appreciates everything, appreciates the response, the reaction. He's happy to be there, like I mentioned before. So, Crowds go nuts. Basically, Shivani asks what brought him back, and Punk says, you know, it's the guys in the back. He wants to see if he still has it. The Lucha Brothers, you know, Penta El Zero, El Zero Ohm, Ray Phoenix, Brian Pillman Jr., Jungle Boy, he he wants to face them. He wants to see if he can hold his own against them. But it starts with Darby all in all, at All Out. Um, he said basically when he looks at Darby, he sees someone that 15-year-old him would have loved, you know, growing up. You know, it would have been his favorite wrestler. And he sees a lot of himself and Darby about two guys who didn't fit in, didn't fit the mold, so... The one thing that uh, I lost it at with this was the crowd was chanting yes, you know, doing the yes chant. And Punk, you could tell he just calls an audible and he looks at, looks at the camera, acknowledges the crowd and says, you might have to wait a little bit longer for that one. And I think everyone just sort of like, holy shit, you know, because they referenced it. And I think we were all stoked for Brian Danielson to show up in AEW and the matches that he can have there but for him to do that and it just it gets buzz it gets everyone talking and I mean I absolutely loved it I tweeted it out and I think you could see everyone just sort of being like holy shit so that that was my biggest takeaway from the promo even though it was a, a very uh, a very good promo with lots to say that was my thing I was like oh crap fuck yeah just turning the page here, like the Metallica song. I know it wasn't Metallica. It was just a cover. But after that, we get a Miro promo. Uh, basically, he wants Eddie Kingston. That's the match he, he wants next. So I don't think we see this at all out. I do think we wait until the New York Stadium show, and that's our match. So after that, we got the six-man tag match. Moxley, Eddie Kingston, Darby Allen versus the Wingmen. Um, starts off, and I mean, I really dug Sting's like Danzig-esque shirt that he has. I I would never wear one, but I thought it was pretty cool. So, for the Wingmen, you had Caesar Bonani, Ryan Nemeth, and JD Drake. JD Drake looking like he's the second coming of Amish Roadkill. I know, like, I, I love the wingmen. I know exactly what they are, and that's what I take them for. But uh, Ryan Nemeth has definitely come into his own for uh, in that group. Everything he's done on BTE, his segments on uh, on Dynamite, I think they've all been great. And, I mean, 
you're not going to get a you know blow away matches with him but he's definitely a fantastic addition to aw in that role so i like that um there was a huge double shoulder tackle on i think it was benoni from eddie and moxley just dropped him uh eddie and jd drake had a huge exchange in this it was great back and forth uh darby ended up hitting an avalanche code red on jd drake which also looked great jd drake took a beating during this match ryan nemeth goes out grabs a chair and this is sort of where like to me the match just sort of fell apart but uh mox and eddie both take him out they're brawling at ringside darby hits a stun dog millionaire on jd drake follows up with a coffin drop gets the win post-match daniel garcia runs out there attacks darby allen so it'll be a It'll be interesting to see where they go from here because, I mean, the two just had a match not too long ago on Dynamite, so they usually don't run rematches back so quickly. But it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. Post-match, Moxley and Kingston get back into the ring with Sting. Moxley has a can of beer with him that I don't know where he grabbed that from, but, I mean, just crushing beers. It's big effing Mox. How could you not? After that, we get a, a Ty Conti promo. It's basically just hyping up the Women's Casino Battle Royal match, which she is a part of. They announced, I think, eight competitors so far. Her, Nyla Rose, um, The Bunny, I think Red Velvet, and I'm drawing a blank for a couple of the others. But eight competitors so far. Um, Allie, The Bunny, shows up, offers Ty a spot in the HFO, wants her to join up with her. There's a little confrontation between the two. One of them gets slapped. There's a pull apart, a little brawl. So I think we're going to see uh, they announce the match between the two for Rampage. So after that, we get a Kenny Omega promo. This was a very promo heavy, promo heavy show. And my recaps for promos are not the best. It's very like point form notes. I do not do the promos justice for how good the wrestlers deliver them. Um, Don Callis was the focal point of this promo, and he's always great. Christian was out right away, and Don got them to throw up on the big screen. There was a segment from Road to Dynamite where the they interviewed people about Christian's time wrestling in Winnipeg when Don was, you know, basically the face of the territory. So you saw in the promo package, you saw Joe Aiello, who did... Uh, announcing for them he's a fixture if you're not familiar Joe Aiello he's a radio host he had a short time in WWF and he was a fixture on the Winnipeg wrestling scene as an announcer and also doing quite a bit of other stuff so he was interviewed in it uh Tony Candelo promoter for Winnipeg who ran WFWA IWA if you're not familiar with him and he's very well known in the Winnipeg wrestling community they were both they showed the clips from on Road to Dynamite during this video package. So it was really nice to see Tony Candelo get a, uh, a shout-out on AEW Dynamite. Uh, so Callis, like I said, great promo. You know, talked about, you know, he basically dropped a Vince McMahon reference on here, along with uh, Vern, or Vern Gagne, Bill Watts, you know, 
all all the promoters. So there was a McMahon reference. Christian gets beat down by Callus Omega, Cutler. I think Nakazawa's on there. They're beating him down. Outruns Kazarian. That sets up a match at Rampage as well. You got Brandon Cutler, Kenny Omega versus Kazarian, Christian Cage. Moxie promo backstage talks about how all the contracts that he had sent to Japan, one of them gets returned. There's only one signature on there, and he's going to be facing that man at All Out. He's facing Kojima. So Kojima versus Mox at All Out. I'm sure people will be a little disappointed with that, but I mean, Kojima still delivers. It isn't, you know, Tanahashi Tanahashi like uh, everybody wanted. I mean, I was stoked for that match too, but I still think Mox and Kojima are absolutely going to deliver. So Mox delivers as this. So they should put a good on, put on a good match. And I mean, it just furthers the working relationship between New Japan and AEW. So it's only a matter of time before you see some of those big names, the Okadas, the Ishis, Suzuki's in AEW doing the cross promotion. I mean, Suzuki's, I think, in North America for like the month of September because he got announced for a whole bunch of shows. I think it's only a matter of time before he makes an appearance in AEW. Maybe it's he shows up setting up a match against Moxley at the New York Stadium show. Just saying, could be a good one. After that, we have uh, the Asses versus the Factory, Paul White on commentary, and honestly, this match I was not a huge fan of. I felt like it was a really big clusterfuck. Um, when I was taking notes, I wrote down, I was wanting to write down something about Billy Gunn. I just wrote down Gunn, and I'm like, well, there's three of them in the ring, so which one is it going to be? Um Billy Gunn and Nick Camarado start off, and it just, the match broke down. This had huge WWF vibes to me. Even the way it ended with QT, or like Paul White's on commentary, QT's barking at him from the ringside, gets distracted, gets rolled up by Colton Gunn. The asses beat uh, the factory. There was one spot in it that I thought did stand out and it was uh, QT hit a backbreaker into a flatliner a combo and then did a kip then did a kip up which looked really cool so I mean I'll give QT his props for that one but the match itself just it really didn't do much for me and I mean the QT Marshall uh, Paul White match you know exactly what you're getting with that one it's not you're not getting your five-star work rate match with that one but uh, it's going to be just you know there's going to be a lot of eyes on the uh, pay-per-view with Punk showing up I mean or Punk debuting in the ring you're going to get a lot of vibes so you do kind of want that name that people know you know the Paul Whites or you know if there's another match I don't they might have another match like that but having a familiar name like that will definitely do some you know recognition with uh, first-time viewers or people who you know are a little hesitant they see a familiar name and they're more inclined to watch so after that it was a dan lambert men of the year promo and i think it's basically leading to um pardon me basically leading to dan lambert gonna be managing men of the year i mean lambert he cut a hell of a promo but you're almost waiting for him to drop something that he shouldn't whether it's an overtly racist comment or sexist comment or something he's just towing that line but it was a good promo, but it's it just got to be careful. 
Um, after that, another promo was just Arn hyping up uh, the uh, main event, Malachi Black versus Brock Anderson. And if I'm not mistaken, as I turn the page, that uh, that is what followed the Arn promo. So Malachi Black versus Brock Anderson, that's your main event. Brock starts off, catches Black with a huge double leg takedown, which I don't think anyone was expecting. Uh Malachi Black hits a huge knee strike and he just starts unloading with strikes on Brock. And I think uh, he kind of caught Brock with a, an inverted punch when Brock was dropping and just clocked him right in the head. So he's just picking him apart. Arn, he goes to throw in the white towel. He's had enough, needs Brock to get out of there. Has second thoughts, doesn't throw it in. Black gets distracted. Brock starts trying to take him down by working his leg, chopping him down. The attempted comeback fails miserably. Alistair Black hits the black mass, and it's a huge black mass. Like, it, it was to the point Brock drops, and the crowd gave Black a standing ovation. I don't think I've ever seen something like that before in wrestling. So, standing ovation, gets the win. The crowd's chanting for one more time. They want to see Brock just get his, to get, you know, destroyed um so they're clamoring for that arn anderson goes in the ring to protect his son it's family got to look out for family they have a face-off um well arn it goes in to protect him black goes to leave grabs the chair there's a little bit of a face-off uh he throws the chair out he goes for the black mass on arn arn blocks it and then he just hits a huge low blow, ends up hitting another black mass on Arn. At this point, you're almost waiting for something. And then it's to me, it seemed like there was audio problems. But then all of a sudden, big shoddy Lee Johnson runs out. I guess the audio problem, I thought, was just Lee's theme music. So he runs out to clear the ring and he chases Black out. And I'm not sure if this is going to lead to... Big Shoddy, Lee Johnson versus Malachi Black at All Out. Or someone in one of the group chats suggested they do that on the Rampage Go Home show to All Out. And I, the more I thought about it, I think that seems more of a likely possibility because you could do that and then have Cody make his debut or re-debut at Rampage, you know, because I'm sure he'll be back soon, so... Either way, I think it works out well. And uh, you know what? Like I said before, it was a it was an all right show. There was nothing that really blew me away, but it it had its moments, and there was uh, a lot of just promotion for the future, building to all out, uh, building to future weeks, and uh, the all out card is shaping up nicely. And uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do. They've got two more rampages and a dynamite leading up to that. I do think we might see one or two more matches, but uh, it should be should be a good pay-per-view. On that note, that is it for this week's episode of the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out, checking out the podcast. Like, a, like always, I truly appreciate it. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate when I'm very fortunate enough to have somebody join me on the podcast. I don't think I could ever express my thanks to them and to you so i will always say it on here thank you so much definitely hit me up on twitter at grainmakerpod 
if you have questions, comments, concerns, grainmakerpodcast at gmail. And I also started a Facebook page for the podcast. It's facebook.com slash grainmakerwrestlingpodcast, I think it is. So if you have Facebook and you're listening to this, go give it a like. Um, I will be posting about the podcast on there first. So definitely like the page and uh, find out right when the podcast drops. So, I mean, obviously, if you are a subscriber on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, you will know on there right away after the podcast gets uploaded. But uh, that's my little drop that the podcast is also up on there. But So uh, stay tuned for all of that. Check out the Facebook page. Hit me up on the Twitter. Let's talk wrestling. Let me know who you want on the show. Uh, I'm hoping to book a few more interviews. I mean, the I was very thankful Sammy Peppers joined me last week. It was a great interview. I had a lot of fun, and I'm glad he was able to join me. I hope he enjoyed it too. I'm stoked to see him next week wrestling. But let me know who you want to see on the show. I'm always open to uh, trying to get more guests on here. And I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that uh, everything goes smoothly. I'll have a special guest next week to take a look at all out and maybe the following week we'll see but definitely i'm trying for an all-out preview with a very special guest so thank you so much for checking out the podcast hit me up let's talk wrestling until then we'll talk soon